I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's guest is Ryan Kuhn, the CEO and co-founder of Avail, the only all-in-one solution designed for do-it-yourself landlords and their tenants. The platform is used by more than 600,000 landlords and tenants across the United States. During our conversation today, Ryan will highlight his greatest lessons learned from a complete rebrand he led the organization through two years ago. As he describes it, it was a painful and expensive process, and communication was key. Open, honest, and frequent communication. Listen in as he shares leadership lessons from this experience and how he used rebranding as a catalyst to rally the team. Went to school in the Midwest, Big Ten school, uh, go Illini. Uh, After undergrad, I moved up to Chicago. I took a role with a global investment bank. So I was working the crazy 90, 100 hours a week at the bank, Um, had very little time for outside hobbies or interests. But one of the things that I had always been interested in and fascinated by was real estate. And so while I was in banking, I was fortunate I was able to invest in some residential rental properties. I found that I was managing those properties with a combination of spreadsheets, pen and paper, paper checks and stuff. And that that was very inefficient for me as the owner. And it led to a poor experience for the renters. And so around that time, I started talking with my co-founder, Lawrence, about problems that he had managing a property. And we ultimately just decided to leave full-time jobs, well-paying jobs, and start this company uh, that now became Avail. So that's cool. So you saw a need and it was something you were passionate about. So you decided to fill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a need that we saw. We had firsthand experience doing it. Uh, we were both very entrepreneurial. We saw a lot of other people struggling with this, saw the opportunity and just went for it. That's cool. And when was that? That was about eight years ago. So 2012, uh, Lawrence and I, we were both in our late 20s. We were itching for a change and ultimately decided to go off and make the, the career move from working for large banks to starting a technology company. Wow. How was that? How was that transition for you? Um, many highs and many lows. So I think starting a company and being an entrepreneur is truly a roller coaster. And the highs are really high. The lows are really low. I can remember the early days where we were so excited. We, I mean, wide-eyed and we were pumped for every new day. And then there's the inevitable challenges where things don't work out. It's tougher than you imagined. And you just have to fight through those. So yeah, fascinating experience over the last eight years and have learned a lot. Sounds like a roller coaster ride <laughs> with all the ups and downs along the way. Well, and I know just a couple of years ago, you went through a complete rebrand, which is the story you're going to share with us today. It's it's a time that taught you a lot about yourself as a leader. You learned a lot about leading a rebranding initiative. So tell us about that. Yeah. So when Lawrence and I started the company and we really started working on it about eight years ago, uh, the whole premise around what we built was really a set of very functional tools that would help landlords and independent real estate investors like ourselves easily manage rental properties. And it was this pretty simple idea. And so what we did is we 
spent a lot of time, Lawrence and I both learned how to write code, uh, which is it's a whole other separate topic. But what we did is we launched this product and it was really designed for people like us to be this really functional set of tools. And so when it came to thinking about branding and messaging and stuff, everything that we did at the time was very functional. It wasn't uh, very well thought out. It was just the bare bones of branding. And so that worked really well when Lawrence and I were the only two people here at the company. I guess over the next three years, so we launched the product in early 2015. By early 2018, we had grown our team and it wasn't just the two of us. There were actually 10 people working at the company at that point. And we started looking around, we started listening to conversations with our customers and something felt off. And that thing that felt off was that the brand, everything from the name to the colors to the company identity, our messaging, our core values, they were still stuck in, in that era where the company was just the two of us. So as the business had evolved and the work you were doing and the service you were providing, the, like the brand wasn't evolving. That's exactly right. Where the, the true value that we were delivering for our customers and even that we, the values that we had internally as a team, they weren't really being outwardly expressed. And so we spent a lot of time thinking about this. We knew there was a problem and then ultimately spent, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of time and money trying to fix the problem. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say something felt off. So it, it, it can't, I mean, I can just think about like brands I've experienced or even in organizations I've been a part of. It is a feeling, isn't it? Like intuitively, you know if it's right or not. And so you were feeling like, yeah, yeah, this is it's not reflecting our brand and, and what we're putting out there is not reflecting what we're actually doing. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And I think the one thing that I'll add is that a lot of people misconstrue branding for just your company name and company logo. And branding is so much more than that. And it really starts with taking stock of your core values and your purpose and your mission and why you do what you do and for whom. And it's really all of those things plus messaging, plus the name and the logo and the identity and the colors and all of that, that really make up a brand. And when you think about some of those top brands that we're all familiar with, whether it's Starbucks or Chipotle or Nike, they're so thoughtful about all of those different pieces. And we really had to take the time and take a step back and think about those things for ourselves and for our team and for our organization. That's cool. So tell us, how did you go about that process? What did that look like? I mean, my co-founder Lawrence and I were first-time founders. This is our first time ever building a, a real company. Uh, the company now, we've got about 25 employees. Our first time doing this. And so there's a lot over the last eight years that we've had to learn and go through. And like anything else, when we've had to learn something, we typically have relied on experts who've been there and done it before. And so when it came time to rebrand the organization and go through this lengthy process, we actually went out and sought professionals who specialized in this. So we worked with one of the top branding and consulting firms here in Chicago. It ended up being, I mean, we thought it was going to be a, a call it five figure project for three months. And it ended up being slightly into the six figures. And the whole thing probably lasted six to eight months. 
Oh, wow. So six to eight month, very expensive process. So time consuming, expensive process. Right. And I think ultimately it's one of those things that we knew at the time that we wanted to do it right. And we were going to do it once. And so it was really important both for ourselves as founders, for our investors and for our team to really invest, do it once, do it right. Make sure that we're really being thoughtful about every decision. So you made, so you clearly made a huge investment, emotional, financial investment in this. Tell us about the process itself. Like what were, what, what were some of the phases or in the six to eight months, what did you do? It really started at that kind of looking internally. And I know a couple episodes ago, you had a conversation with Doug Stitzer, who is now at Salesforce. And I was listening to that episode earlier, and you, Doug talked a lot about, as you're going through your personal career journey, having to take stock of who you are as an individual. And that really resonated with me because it's almost identical to the process that we had to go through as an organization, where we had to really take a step back and look at who are we, what do we value, what do we prioritize, and really who do we want to be? Um, because just like none of us want to go into a job that we hate, as a company, we didn't want to build that company that no one likes. And so for us, it was really taking a step back, figuring out what do we value? And so today we've got four really critical core values that we talk about all the time as a team. So we really had to, to your question, start at that point. We had to start thinking about who we are. And then the next step in the process was really going through talking with customers and understanding what did they value in us. And then talking with our team and doing interviews with our team and understanding who they thought we were. And then once we did that, we were able to craft the values, the brand positioning, the brand messaging, really determine a brand archetype. So thinking through all of those things. Only after you've uncovered all of that, can you really start thinking about the fun stuff, the name, the colors, the identity, the logo, the, the font type, the, all of that stuff. Well, and then you're in such a good position to do that because you've done the work and the introspective work of really looking at who we are. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's really all about taking stock of what you are, what you value. And then you can start developing those outward expressions of the brand which is really all that they are. Thanks for taking us through that process. So we know that today the organization, so after through all of that work, you landed at the four core values. And, and real quickly, what are those four values? Just so that'll give us a good sense. Yeah, the four core values are persistence, ownership, integrity, and customer centricity. So really all four of those things that we really value and think about all the time. We talk about them during our monthly team meetings. We really recognize and call out and applaud people who demonstrate those day in and day out. And we know then that, so another outcome of the work was the name Avail. I'm curious how you got to that name and what was the organization called previously? You said it was very functional. What was the functional name? Yeah, the very functional name uh, was Rentolutions. Oh, wow. Very functional. <laughs> yeah, Rental Solutions. Just smash them together. It was a very somewhat sterile, cold name. But eight years ago, it was available for eleven ninety nine on GoDaddy. 
<laughs> the best way to choose a name. Right? Yeah, it worked. And it, it worked. It, it was a great name and identity for a little while. And for then, the time. Certain, yeah. yeah. Well, so what about Avail? How did that come to be? It's funny because we had we had gone through all of this kind of background and who are we and what do we do? And one of the themes that constantly kept coming up was the idea of to help or to benefit and to really provide value. And we landed on those kind of characteristics or those themes well before the name Avail even came up. And so when it came time to finally settle on a name, um, I'll tell you that was that in in and of itself was probably a two month process. And ultimately the story behind the name Avail was we had settled on a list of about six potential names. And us as a team, all 10 of us at the time, we were okay with some of them. I mean, some of the six would have worked, but we ultimately sat down on a Friday afternoon and said, look, we're gonna spend the next two hours, we're gonna get a case of beer, and we're gonna sit around the conference room, and we're just gonna be creative and see if we can come up with anything better than those six. And so that that's the story. And someone started talking about the rental industry, which is where we play. And someone said, now available as being a topic that people talk about. And so from available came avail, but it was short, it fit. And that's the story. Yeah, I pulled up your website just because I wanted to I wanted to see how what the, the way in which you're describing it, how how it aligns and it's so great. So on your homepage, the first thing I see is a picture of your team. And so that so goes to the um the the culture that you're creating, right? And the customer centricity because I see so I see your you know your team and it, it's you can tell there's a lot of openness here and friendliness. Like these are people, cool people that I would want to have a conversation with. It's a great image. And I love like exposed brick and it's got a very trendy, like industrial, cool vibe about it. You've all got your Avail t-shirts on. You're repping right here on your homepage. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with our team. I mean, they're, everyone works really hard. You mentioned the word cool. I would say nerdy, geeky, but um, <laughs> we love technology. We love helping people. It's that like gritty Midwest startup story. Right. It, it, well, it looks like that, right? It looks like a group of, a group of tech geeks, as you call it. Good. I'm glad that comes through. Well, so then let's transition to the team. So I, I, you, you know, clearly because you, you, you definitely perked up when you were talking about your values, right? So, so those aren't just four words, right? You, you didn't just name them. Like you talked about how they play out internally and with customers. And so talk about the, the implication, the cultural implications of the rebranding and the insights you've had there. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, the name Rentolutions was not very well thought through. And branding, messaging, positioning, values, they were unfortunately more of an afterthought when we first got started. And I think by that time, about two years ago that we went through this process, our team was really hungry for more direction and in some ways more structure and more uh, sense of purpose and, and why do we exist and who are we as a, as a team and as a company. And I think that's really where the branding process almost was as valuable as anywhere else in the business was it really gave the team something to rally behind. And here's a team here at Avail. One of the things that 
I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about is our team and really trying to think about what are what do they need at different points and how can I help them learn and grow and develop and get that sense of purpose here. And so that's one of the, I mean, intangibles that really came out of this whole rebranding process. Any specific stories or examples pop up as you're thinking about that? Well, I think just the way that we were able to include everyone in the process and really get everyone thinking about different aspects. Yeah. And that, that is not an easy thing to do, particularly when you're choosing, there's a lot of preferences that, that come in. So how did you, how did you manage that? Unfortunately, we weren't able to get every single person's buy-in on every single topic. It just wasn't practical to include everyone in every meeting. But I think going through that process, what one of the things that I learned as a leader was the importance of communication and transparency and really trying to explain and help others understand why we're doing certain things, why decisions were made. And I think that's important leadership lesson and takeaway, whether it's going through a rebranding process or trying to do anything else within the company. In what way did communication and transparency help you in the process? Well, I think what uh, communication and transparency did is they really helped us rally behind decisions. And so one of the things that I feared all along is how would people who maybe didn't get their top choice of, I mean, the obvious one is a name. And we had a a number of people on our team who initially didn't like the name Avail. And so that's an easy thing to point to and say, I was, as the CEO, as the founder, I'm really concerned that if people don't if we don't choose the name that certain people like, will they trust, will they want to even continue working for a company that they didn't get their top choice of names? Um, but what I ultimately saw is that by, by communicating frequently, by building that trust with each individual on the team, and by being open and transparent about the process and about why certain decisions were made, I think it ultimately allowed everyone to rally and be supportive of the different decisions that we were making as a leadership team. Yeah, it sounds like it created a, a real bonding opportunity, like the, that we're all in this together. We're all part of this, this new thing that's being created. Like that's exciting and engaging. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And as you mentioned, we've got more than 600,000 individual landlords and tenants across the country who use our product today. We're still as an organization and as a team scratching the surface of what we want to accomplish in this market. And so I think it's really important for both startups and for probably more established organizations to get that buy-in and get everyone rowing in the right direction, gain alignment throughout the organization. And I think for us, this rebranding exercise, even though it was expensive and it did take a lot of time, It was really one of those rallying moments where everyone came together and it's allowed us to really use that experience, leapfrog forward, but also keep everyone engaged. I think it's also really, in a lot of ways, helped us not only retain the people that we had at the time, but now that we've got a more consistent, cohesive message as a company, it's also helped us attract really top talent too. I bet. 
Yeah, because it, it is attractive. I mean, just looking at your website, it, it it definitely draws you in for certain. Yeah, and so how how do you new team members then? So it's something that attracts them, but how do you get them connected to the brand? We spend a lot of time here at the company thinking about that onboarding process and tr- really trying to understand and and think through how do we get people bought into what we're doing? And that process starts during the interview period and really making sure that we're open and honest and transparent throughout that process and give people several opportunities to back away. Where if people don't want to be a part of what we're doing, that's totally fine. And I'm actually willing and able to help them with other options that they want to explore. But it it really comes back to that transparency. Yeah, it's the Zappos strategy. You, I don't know if you've ever heard what they do at Zappos. They'll yeah, p- uh, pay people what you know twenty five hundred dollars if you if you'll go ahead and leave right now. It's like so. What's more more important to you before they start? Right? Is it is it the money or is it really the opportunity here? So I I that resonates giving people opportunities to leave. Yeah, it's funny. Delivering happiness is one of the books sitting right here on my desk. So uh huh. I'm looking at that book right now. It's such a good one. <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah. And then I think after, I mean, just to play a little bit more down the path of helping new people come on board, I mean, beyond just getting them comfortable with the values and everything, the way that we've really succeeded in retaining top people comes back to our purpose and comes back to kind of helping people on our team learn, grow, and develop their own skills. And that's I mean, an entire separate probably topic that we could explore separate, but it's a a philosophy that we're big believers in where we want people to stick around for as long as they're willing to learn, grow, and develop. And then as soon as there aren't those opportunities here at this organization, it probably is time to help them gracefully move on. And that's also where we spend a lot of time trying to help people think about what's right for their career. Mm -hmm. Learn, grow, develop. That must be a phrase that you all use a lot. We do. We, yeah, we frequently, I mean, all of the leaders on our kind of management team, they spend a lot of time doing one-on-ones with everyone that reports into them. And it's really all about where do you want to take your career? And what we ultimately think about is that the company Avail, just like it's here to help and assist our customers and our landlords and our renters. Um, there's also a lot of implications internally where here's a team and as a leader, one of my goals is really to help use the company as a framework to help each individual person on the team learn, grow, and develop their own skills. And as long as they're able to keep doing that here at Avail, we'll keep promoting people, keep increasing comp. And then as soon as there's something that maybe isn't fully aligned and if people want to go explore something else. I'm fully supportive. I want people to do that. Um, It's really all about helping and assisting them in doing what it is they want to do. Well, and no doubt that then further commit connects them to the organization, increases their commitment because they feel so valued and poured into. So they want to give back as well. Yeah. And I think it really all comes back to also being transparent and transparency isn't one of our explicit core values, but it's, it's a topic that we talk about all the time. And I'm very upfront and open with our team about where I want them to be both within avail and outside of avail, where I want people to 
feel comfortable being open and honest with me. And I think that that sense of transparency and trust is invaluable throughout the organization. And such a great, such a great thing for you to be modeling as a leader. You know, that just, that pays such huge dividends, that openness, and people can feel that. Yeah. And I think that's what, bringing it back to the team and how do we think about continuing. I mean, one of our core values, customer centricity. And one of the ways that we can model that core value is by making sure that we've got the best people on the team to service our customers. Yeah, this is such a great story, Ryan. I mean, and so inspiring. I mean, from the from the you know initial you uncovering this need for this organization. I mean, that's such an entrepreneurial spirit. But now, I mean, what you have built over the last eight years. You know, you. I, I so appreciate your words that a few years in, you know, something felt off. What the organization, how the organization had evolved, was not rep- being represented, and what you were putting out your name and, and just, and all of that, how you were serving clients. So you went through this process to really start with looking internally at who you are. You talked with customers and got team members engaged. And from that, you know, you developed outward name, tools, colors, all of those things, values emerged. And so now you're, you're using that to continue to grow your organization, to connect and rally your team and continue to build your business. Yeah, it's been been a really fun journey. I think over the last eight years, uh, we've we've learned a lot. I know Lawrence has learned a lot. Our team has hopefully also learned a lot, and it's just a lot of really interesting experiences. And I really appreciate being able to share those. Yeah, and then the other key takeaway I want to highlight is just the importance of transparency. And just a minute ago, you said it comes back to transparency that throughout the whole process. You know, your openness and willingness to share where you're at and what you're feeling, like that does so much to connect with other people. Transparency is really all about building trust. And without trust, it's really hard to lead an organization. And it's really hard to really get your team bought in. And that's something that we spend a lot of time also thinking about where it's, we don't necessarily want or need people to just show up and punch the clock every day. We want people who are really bought in and passionate about what we're doing. And I think transparency and trust, along with everything else that we do, uh, combines to to increase that. I so agree with that. Yeah, we're um, as a team right now, we're having we're having some tough conversations. And during our team meeting yesterday, there was a moment where I, I just didn't know, didn't know what to say. So everyone was kind of processing some information I'd shared. And, you know, I, so I was, we were, we were on zoom so we could all see each other. And, um, I just said like, I, you guys, I'd really don't even know what to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) And just acknowledging that like opened the door and somebody laughed and like, well, me either. So let's just sit here awkwardly. And, but that's, that's the transparency you talk about. Yeah, those I mean those genuine moments especially as you mentioned over Zoom they're they're so important just to feel connected and for the team of individuals to really come together as one cohesive unit. So Ryan, thank you so much for sharing these insights today about the rebranding process you went through. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? I've given your website a plug, so they're all going to want to go there and check out this cool image I was referring to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone in the audience can head over to our website, avail.co. 
I'm probably most active on LinkedIn and Twitter. So on on LinkedIn, Ryan Kuhn. Um, on Twitter, Ryan M. Kuhn. Great. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show. No, thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story. 